1: start with our quote of the day and today's quote is by Toni Morrison. She said, "This is precisely the time when artists go to work. There is no time for despair, no t- place for self-pity, no need for silence, no room for fear. We speak, we write, we do language. That is how civilizations heal." Hello everyone, my name is Addie Hirshton. I am a contemporary Impressionist painter, art instructor, author, and public speaker. The purpose of this podcast is to share stories about art and the creative process to inspire you and help you move forward, and in turn, I admit, help myself move forward. (laughs) On the show, I interview artists from a wide variety of mediums so that we can learn from each other's processes and philosophy, Today's podcast features an interview with Alexis Cohen and the story behind the song We Shall Overcome. Announcements. Um, Let's see. So my painting classes at the Indianapolis Art Center for the summer are now open for registration. I also have on June 10th a flower painting party that is happening at the Hatch here in Indianapolis. And of course, the big, big, big news of the hour is that my book, The Alchemy of Painting Developing Your Style and Purpose, is finally, finally, is finally available for pre-orders. So if you go to my website, as azurefineart.com, you can pre-order the book and the pre-orders are happening at 15% off. So in addition to the book being launched, I'm also going to host a book launch Party, where me and many of the other artists who are contributing artists to the book, there are 10 artists who contributed to this book, Um, the ones who are local are going to come to the party, and if you're in Indianapolis, I hope to see you there. It's going to be June 24th. This is going to take place at my house, which means that my studio is going to be open, and if you've ever been curious to come and visit and you live in the area, um, I've got the uh, party open on Eventbrite. So you can RSVP and let me know you're going to come. And we'd love to see you June 4th, 24th. (laughs) All right, enough of that. Now we are going on with the show. Alexis Cohen is a certified hypnotherapist, birth doula, creativity coach, and visual artist. She practices in Los Angeles and works virtually and over the phone with her clients. She uses creative forms to help her clients rediscover a sense of self-love through gentle and supportive techniques of transformation. With a decade long background as a doula, Cohen finds that her experiences with birth have woven into her current practices and has transformed the way she sees her life and the lives and experiences of her clients. She recently hosted an amazing online class that was called the Art Medicine Masterclass, and it was absolutely stellar. I highly recommend it. And on it, she interviewed um, artists and healers from around the world. It was quite stunning. Uh, you can find out more about Alexis on her creative coaching website, which is alexiscohen.org, and her art website, alexisj.org, and I'll have those links in the show notes. Um, when we recorded our interview, unfortunately, my voice sounded super high-pitched because I had switched microphones <laughs> through a kapoffle. Um So... As much as possible i'm going to edit out my voice so you'll just hear alexis's beautiful voice and i will um come back on to uh, record those questions that i asked her so the first question i asked alexis is what is the story of how you became an artist
2: i love this question
1: um i was thinking about it and well,
2: I come from a family of artists. My mom is a painter. Um, my dad has own hair salons and just very creative people. And so I always, I mean, since I could remember, I was a writer and I loved writing stories and just, I just found so much joy in storytelling from a really early age. Um, and I went to school for creative writing and wrote a lot of poetry and just that, that was really how, um, I expressed myself early on in my life. And then in my early twenties, I don't even really know what inspired this, but I bought a set of oil pastels in my early, I don't know, I was like 23 and my family and I, we went on a trip to Mexico and I brought them with me. And I don't know, I was just really inspired to use them. And we'd have these beautiful days in Mexico on the beach. And I would go back to my hotel room and I would put this one CD. I remember the CD was like this mix CD. And it was like Alicia Keys and Lauryn Hill. And I would just loop it. And I would just, every night I would just go into the hotel room and I would just draw the scenes of what I was seeing Mm -hmm. during the day. And it felt so good. And I think there was a part of me, like my mom was a painter her whole life. Um, You know, maybe some, you know, worry that I would never be as good as her. Like I shouldn't even try all of this stuff. And I just couldn't, I just needed to draw. And I remember showing her the drawings and I just got so much encouragement from her and my dad that it just kind of took off. Um, yeah, I, d- I didn't realize how much, you know, I just needed that support, that encouragement and that passion um, to try it. So from then on, I was hooked and was drawing, got into painting um, and really decided I wanted to be an artist um, as soon as kind of that spark lit.
1: Next, I asked Alexis, what's the story behind her art medicine free online masterclass It's a lovely combination of artists and healers because that's what she is. And so I asked her to expound on that.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Um, yeah. So the story with art medicine masterclass, I decided to do this series actually the day after the election. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I definitely know a lot of people were feeling the same way that they're, um, you know, maybe not right after the the, like right right after the election, there was it was a feeling I was feeling grief, mm-hmm. but then as the new year hit, um, there was just this kind of new energy that I started feeling moving through me, and right after the election, I felt like I needed to do something, but I didn't know what, and then the new year, it was just like very clear that there was there's a voice inside of me that I felt I want like I wanted to express, that mm-hmm. it was time to be bigger, um, that we can't wait for other people to do it for us and that in particular women have, you know, we're, we're kind of being inspired to really step forward in a new way. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think we're birthing a new humanity right now and creativity, the, en- the creative energy is really, um, the thing that is going to help with that. That's what I, you know, that's what I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just really, it was just this fire inside that I just felt like I wanted to create, create something like this and really bring together artists and healers to, um, you know, who are tuning into this in the same way and they all, you've been watching it, they all have such, I feel like they all have a piece of the puzzle and I picked these particular speakers because, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like what they're sharing, you know, these are all of the different elements that really help me to heal as an artist and to come forward more visibly. Um, You know, we have you know, like Flora Bowie, someone who is, is this intuitive painter and is really helping people to reconnect and discover their own creativity. And I felt like I had that early on in my art career. And it's so helpful for someone, to a teacher, to, you know, just give you that encouragement that you don't have to be perfect, that this is this is for the joy of creating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily for the product, Um and, you know, speaking to intuitives and healers, because when we're stepping forward in this way, our vision opens up in a new way. Our intuitive vision and wisdom and powers come forward. And I think people don't access creativity because they're really kind of nervous about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know, I wanted to have some healers that... That speak to that—that that it's that these are your strengths, actually. These sensitivities, these are your gifts for being able to tap in and see and communicate these messages that are coming through you. Um, yeah, and then Andrew Harvey—he was a, a huge catalyst. He speaks a lot about this birth of a new humanity. And when I read his book, *The Hope: um, Sacred Activism*, it just really lit something even more in me. Where it's you can be an activist but coming from a place of love. You don't need to be an activist um, sourcing your energy from anger. And so, so that's kind of like the underlying foundation of all of it.
0: My next question for you is how I, I just find it fascinating that in addition to your artwork, you also work as a hypnotherapist and a doula and a coach. How do you uh, use those skills in your artwork and maybe vice versa?
2: Yeah. I think that's a great question. Well, um, well, it's it's really a story. Actually, um, I I have really learned a lot about creativity from birth. Birth has been one of my biggest teachers of creativity, and as um, as a birth doula, supporting women to prepare for this rite of passage of birth. You know, I've been a doula for a long time, like uh, almost a decade. And just over the years, kind of just like honed in on, with the help of a lot of other doulas and teachers, honed in on this way to help women prepare for birth by helping them to heal their relationship to their intuition and their creative power. And when I've seen women do this, really take an active role in their healing process, their births are very fluid. They're they're pretty straightforward, it's not traumatic, it's this joyful experience. And so in order to support women doing to birth this way, I had to be very actively involved in my own healing, my own healing of my intuition um, and creative power. And in that process, I just became a stronger artist. And I was just noticing how it was really affecting my artwork, you know, like I was saying, I started to paint and do visual art in my early 20s, but it was you know, it was a lot more like lots of stops and starts. Like it would just be like blast and then I would take long breaks. Whereas Mm -hmm. when I started to heal in this way, as I was preparing, helping women prepare for birth, it became more steady Mm -hmm. and I was more prolific and I was able to sustain longer projects. Like Mm -hmm. I like illustrated and wrote a book, but you know, with all of the tools I learned from birth about endurance and patience and what a real creative process takes, um, especially when resistance comes up. Whereas I think before, when resistance would come up, I just would stop creating instead okay. of seeing it that this was this was a point of stretch and moving beyond to get to another level with it. Okay,
0: okay. Have you read um, Anna May Gaspin's The... Spiritual midwifery, the ones in the
2: seventies. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, that's a great book. Oh, <laughs> it's it. so. It's so hippie. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's awesome. So beautiful. Yes. I love your message of how we can use art to heal ourselves therapeutically. Do you have any stories to share that might attest to the healing for
2: your art? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this this question, and. There wasn't like one particular story that stood out to me, but it was just an overall feeling that art, especially visual art, um, it has always helped me through transitions. And you know, I, I spoke with this with a lot of of the speakers in the the um, series that you know, when you're creating art, it's such a mirror to what's going on with you, and so you know, during these times of transition where I like didn't know what was happening or who I was in this big change in my life, the art would be like this life raft for me. And it would just really get me through. I mean, it got me through a really bad breakup, um, a big move, you know, um, yeah, just a lot of personal personal challenges and it was just always there for me and I've had the thought many many times as long as I have my art as long as I am painting and drawing I will be okay like that's all I need mm-hmm. um so but it, it's just that general feeling that as long as I'm connected to it I could really get through anything um so yeah <laughs> yeah uh,
0: somebody just today was telling me about They knew someone who they tended to have panic attacks, but then they've gotten really into the adult coloring books that have been Mm -hmm. so in lately, and it's so therapeutic just the process of doing that that they realized one day, oh, I've never had a panic attack while I'm doing this. (laughs) There's a reason. Yeah,
2: and it's cool too. My mom, growing up, I always had like I was saying, my mom's an artist she always like if if i wasn't doing well or you know sensitive kid she would always ask me have you written and she would like prescribe that to me as a kid like if i was i was having a hard day that, that that's what you go and do and it's it's interesting because i'm a shamanic practitioner too and that's what the shamans would do too like when people were ill they would prescribe art making and you know, when art, I feel like when artists are not creating, we get sick. You know, um, so it's an important thing to do. <laughs> What's
0: your favorite art book or personal
2: art story? I j- pretty recently read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Love that book. That was really. I, I love the way she describes inspiration and how the muses work. Yeah. Um, so that's that's been one of my favorite favorite books lately and also um the war of art by Stephen pressfield mm-hmm. that one's awesome and just speaks right to creative resistance and calls you out on all of the ways <laughs> that you're mm-hmm. resisting um so those two books are are pretty fantastic and have been rocking my world lately
0: i can't believe it we've already blown through our questions oh wow I have one more for you though that yes What's next for
2: you? Yeah, that's a great question. And the next stage is you know, it's I'm creating a mentor program. Um, so it's blending all of the things that I've been doing um, with the birth work and the creative work. And I call myself a creativity dua. And it's mm-hmm. going to be a one on one program where I work with folks over a nine month period to really help them birth their creative visions into the world. And it's nine months for a reason, right? The pregnancy and birth and, you know, really helping people, even if they don't know what it is they want to make, but they're feeling something inside of themselves. Um, It can be an art project, um, you know, a a creative life. It could be a new career. It can be anything new that they want to bring into their life. And I just, I coach them through, I mentor them through, Um, the process of connecting to that, healing to their intuition and creative power so you can become the thing that births the thing that you want in your life and then just really help them um, just with tangible steps as well um, to get it out into the world.
0: Thank you so much, Alexis, for taking the time to talk to me today and I hope that everyone here will go and listen to your art medicine classes
1: as well. So Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And now for the story behind the song, We Shall Overcome. A musician by the name of Zylfia Horton was reading through a hymn book when she found an obscure gospel hymn back in the 1940s. The words to that song were I shall overcome, I shall overcome, I shall overcome someday. She took that song to a union rally and suggested that the group change just one word of the song. Taking away I, they substituted we. As most of you are aware, the song We Shall Overcome gradually became one of the most prevalent protest songs of the civil rights movement of the 1960s. It caught on to that movement so fast because it reflected how the members of the civil rights movement together as a whole wanted to see an end to the racist social structure and to bring about change. I love this story, which what I I love about it is how sometimes we have to take what we've got and just tweak it a little bit, just just. Work it until it's it's to that great place of harmony. <laughs> Being a little ironic here because I'm talking about a song, a history of a song, but take it to a place of harmony where we're striking a chord where it's saying what we want to say. And I love how I mean this the original song was great, I shall overcome. It's it's a great message. You know, you yourself will overcome injustice and um move forward. But sometimes we have to have each other. We gotta substitute that I for we, and we gotta work together till we can find the better place. We can get to the place we want to be. So my challenge for you all today is to see if there's one word or one little piece of an artwork that you've been making lately, something small that you can tweak that's going to be the spark that's going to ignite a larger change, the change that you wish to see in the world. The sort of change that Alexis Cohen was talking about, right? So um, this story of how we shall overcome is not one that's included in my uh, alchemy of art stories for the classroom. In fact, I'm kind of getting low on those guys. <laughs> so when I first started this podcast, um, the original idea was I'm going to share all these art folk tales that I collected for that book and and it'll, it'll be a place where I can share them because I I wanted to get them out into the world because some, so many of them were so obscure. Well, now, um, there are 50 stories in the book and in several podcasts, I've shared more than one story. So we're almost down to the bare minimum on it. So I'm going to start just sharing other stories with you, like this one of we shall overcome. Um, and if any of you out there have other similar stories that either could be true stories from the art world or folk tales that maybe I missed with my book, <laughs> uh, please, please, please send them in because I'd love to hear more. All right, so that concludes our Alchemy of Art podcast for today. May these stories about art and the creative process inspire you. May you find your voice.
0: You have been listening to the Alchemy of Art podcast. To find out more about Addie Hirshton and her work, go to azierfineart.com That's A-Z-H-I-R-F-I-N-E-A-R-T.com.